That's right, everybody. Welcome here to Get the KO. This is your prediction show for July 6, UFC 239. As always, I have my co-hosts, that's right, plural, with me, Anthony oh. A.J. Lujan. Yo, 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 hey, fight me, fight me, fight me, fight me. Next. And... We have Julie Jubaka. I'm not going to do the wiki yell. I did it on Frankensteiner and it failed. Hi. <laughs> I'll say it for you, Julie. Fight me. No, I'm fighting. Oh, dude, that's my that's, that's like my motto all the time, especially on America Day. Fight America Day. Day. Speaking of which, we are recording this on July 4th, guys. So happy Independence Day to all of our people who live in America. We don't want to leave out anybody else, but, happy. you know, happy working day, England. Um, also, with that <laughs> being said, <laughs> with that being said, uh, we do want to thank our troops um, for giving us this holiday and for the people who are in the military who continue to defend our freedoms. Thank you guys for that. Thank you. Now, we're moving on. So, UFC 239, July 6th, like I said, we have the early prelim cards. We're just going to kind of touch over these cards um, over the prelims as well as the early prelims. And then we'll get into deep dives with the, the main card. So let's start us off, right? Uh, Julie Avilea versus Pani, uh, Panie uh, Kenizad. Um, quick fight. Uh, really quick for me. I think I'm going to take uh, Kenizad in this fight. Um, she is uh, kind of devastating and she is... She had a big win before she came into the UFC, so I think I'm gonna pull with her. Same. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion either way, except that I think I agree with the Penny. I think she's gonna be the one that takes it. Same. Sorry, Julia. Sorry, namesake. <laughs> Sorry, namesake. I don't know um, what it is. So, uh, Ishmael uh, Nadezev versus Chance Rickentour. Um. I think I got to go with Ishmael on this one only because he's got a lot of time. A lot of mat time. I'm going to go Chance. Okay. I'm going I'm, I'm to go Chance. I think he's American and it's American Day. <laughs> it does seem kind of weird that I've been picking the, <laughs> the other fighters. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm on the same boat as Anthony. I had Chance on my thing. <laughs> All right, Edmund uh, Shadrazian versus Jack Marshman. I wanted you to butch it, butcher Jack Marshman somehow. I wanted you to butcher that name somehow. I like Jack Marshman, though. Like, I'm not going to butcher <laughs> I know, name. but I wanted you just to fuck it up, the pronunciation. I was hoping for that for somehow. <laughs> so who do you guys got? I got Marshman. <laughs> it's America Day. I'm going to go Marshman, too. <laughs> okay. America Day. Well, I'm... I'm going to go with Edmund because he is an American while Marshman is a British. Way to go, Redcoats. I, 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 that wasn't why I picked Marshman. I, I picked Marshman because I like him as a fighter. I just want to yell American as much as possible. So okay. disregard me, folks. Okay, now i got to switch to Edmund. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all right, well, then I will, I will stay with my Jack Marshman, all right? Whatever, Marshman I'll be the, the odd Marshman man is out. a beast, though. I'm not going to lie. Marshman is a beast. I think he's fucking good, so I think it's possible. 
All right. So now this is um. So we want to include our our listeners into this, so you guys can start uh, writing with us and listen to our predictions. So Anthony brought up the idea that we need to start having a, a challenge for these predictions every time that we do them. So we want to do it. Uh, we're gonna have the loser of the predictions have to do some kind of challenge, right? It'll be something. We'll figure it out. Um, like, like definitely. What? Yeah, you know what you guys should do for my challenge if I lose? Make me take two scoops of pre-workout because I did that the other day. And, woo, daddy. Um, no. Uh, bottle cap challenge? That's what I feel like you should do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let me see All my right. fat ass do that. We, okay. We, we already said, like, my bottle cap challenge is going to be me. Get, like, I wanted to have to do it with the helmet on just to, like, make sure I don't gain another head injury because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a sidekick and land up on my head. Right? Actually, what I, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I, we've talked about this. I want to see Anthony do seven of the dances from the Fortnite challenge. That's what I want. <laughs> oh. I just tried it like literally just right now, and it didn't work. <laughs> I can't do those dances either. I have nieces and nephew, and like I watch them do that stupid shit, and I'm like, let me. Because I'll be like, oh, I'll be the fun aunt and try to do it with you. And then I'll do one move and I'm like, whoop, nope. I'm going to go sit my old ass down over there and be the aunt. No. <laughs> I, no. I just tried it out. It doesn't look very good when a fat guy does it, I'm telling you. Depends on the fat guy. Me, I'm fat. Have that, have that faith in yourself. All right, so let's get into this, right? Uh, first fight on the prelim cards, we have uh, Alejandro Perez versus Song Jiadong. Um, I think. I think for this fight, I'm going to have to go with uh, Perez. That is the same that I have on my card. I wrote them all down. Nice. Um, I'm going opposite. I'm going Sung Yadong. Call me. <laughs> Sorry, I can't go at the last. <laughs> 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 14 year old. We're, I'm we're telling so you. so mature on this prod- podcast. Oh, I am. I can't help it. <laughs> Please go to the next fight. <laughs> Claudia. So, uh, women's straw weight matchup. Uh, we have Claudia uh, Godelea versus Ronda Marcos. Oh, yeah, um, this is good. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Claudia. I'm just a fan. I, 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 that's who I am as well. I like Ronda. I think she's she's got some spunk, but I think Claudia's going to put her face on the other side of the mat. <laughs> I think we all are in agreement of Claudia. <laughs> Yeah, we have to be. I mean, there's no doubt about that one. I didn't realize. I'm gonna be so pissed if she gets her ass handed to. Like, I'll be happy for Randa. Like, let me put that out there. I'll be happy for Marcos, but I'll be pissed for our predictions if all of us were just really fucking wrong. <laughs> and Claudia of- gets ass handed to her. I'd be pissed. It's kind of funny because um, so I took Pania, um, and she's from she's from Iran, and then um, Rhonda. I didn't realize she's from Iraq. So it's kind of cool to see, like, yep. how much the fight game has diversified, whereas, like, and I this, I know it's a side topic, but where, like, the UFC, it used to be, um, it was just, like, a bunch of people from Brazil and America just beating the shit out of each other. And now we're including all the world. I love it. Diversity. So. <laughs> Adversity. <laughs> Everybody beating the shit out of each other. All right, so in the bantamweight division, we have Marlon Vera, uh, Vera versus Nolan Hernandez. Um, what do you think, Anthony? Uh, I'm going Vera and 
just because we've seen Marlon fight, but I mean, we don't we know nothing about this Nolan Hernandez. And Marlon Verrett uh, accepted this fight on with him because it, he was a replacement for a short notice on short notice. So it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, what Marlon did during his tr- uh, training camp to get prepared for his previous opponent before he pulled out, and now he's got to fight this right. Nolan Hernandez. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vera. Right. No, I agree. I have Vera on my card as well. Um, pretty much for the same thing because you know when you start training for somebody else and they switch it up. I mean that that throws that can that can throw off someone's game, but not always. So it'll be interesting to see if the change in opponent um throws Vera off. But like you said, we don't really know Hernandez that well. So, well, Hernandez might just come in. He's, he had a four-fight win streak up until um, his boxing bout he had with Damian Lopez. Um, yeah. He is, his last fight, though, was by split decision. Um, What's I'm saying? We're not really... Yeah. We don't really know, no, Hernandez, so, I mean... But he, he did, did just... fight on the Bellator, and he did get a win over Josh San, uh, San Diego, so... This um, is true, but... I'm saying we don't know him in the UFC right, because right. it's just we don't know him in the UFC. So he could very well surprise the shit out of us. This could be this could if this makes sense. I feel I like take the new guy. I'm not that, gonna lie. Yeah, I feel like that one is the fight that I'm I'm a little apprehensive about my pick on. I'm picking Vera because I know him better. I'll be honest. That's the easiest way to say it. I know him better as a fighter and I know his ability to perform. He's better. Gonna, I'm gonna take That's Hernandez. The, I'm gonna take Hernandez because his nickname. What's his nickname? Suave. That's fucking great. <laughs> Anthony knows why. <laughs> we have a we have a great friend whose uh, nickname was Don Suave. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to David. Um Alright, so let's get into the to the main let's get into the main event fight for the prelims, right? Gilbert Melendez versus Arnold Allen. What we got? I have uh, Melendez. Take Melendez. Yeah, but I'm still, but I'm, I'm kind of meh on that pick too. My the the last two fights are the ones where I'm a little about because you got a guy that's coming in twelve years younger than Melendez, and sometimes that that little bit of age in your tank. <laughs> Kind of runs your gas a little hard. So, you know, that I don't know if that's going to give him a little bit of advantage being a younger guy. Sometimes it does. So that's where my apprehensive comes in. I mean, they've got, they both got pretty decent records too when you look at it. Yeah, 22, 7 and 0, 14, 1 and 0. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's Different interesting. I, I like to think about like, what would happen? I know we 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 weren't really gonna dive too deep into this kind of fight, um, but I find it interesting because this is the first fight for, um, God bless for Arnold outside of England, and it's his mm-hmm. first fight in the U.S. So I'm wondering what the time difference is gonna feel like. I know he's probably been here for about a week, uh, training. Oh yeah, usually fight. usually the ones that are our first time overseas travelers at least spend a week or two weeks and keep their training camp because I've seen right. that on different fighters where they go, oh I got to get used to the climate, so they move their their training camp. Great example is when you're going to higher elevation, 
yep. move your entire training camp so you can get used to what that's going to do to your body and your breathing and your training and stuff like that. So it but wouldn't I shock do, me if, if that's gonna have to take. Yeah, I'm going to end up taking uh, – I'm going to take Alan in this fight. I know Gilbert Melendez. He's a great person. But yeah. he has lost, what, six of his last seven fights? So. Yeah, he's won – He's won one time in the UFC since he got into UFC, and he's on a two-year layoff. So, right. but but um, what I'm, what what what's great about this is is this Arnold Allen. The last like four or five fights, he's went to dis- went the distance. Gilbert Melendez loves going the distance. He he's so tough. Mm-hmm. He's never been knocked out. He's only been submitted once. So right. I'm gonna go Melendez. See, that's kind of what my thinking was. Is like I I, I feel like. Sometimes when someone's been kind of not doing their best, there's a desperation of trying to make sure you do good in your next bigger fight. And to yes. be on to be on this card, to be on UFC 239, on the whether it's early prelim, prelim, or prelim uh, or main card, doesn't matter. You're gonna be on International Fight Week, UFC 239, with fucking John Jones is the main card. I don't. I would not be surprised if his camp said, "No, you're gonna fucking work your ass off." Because if you're if you're going to show that you are, you're supposed to be here, this is the fucking fight to do it. So that's kind of why I think like he might just take it. he might just take it. Sometimes you get pushed. You don't do your best till it makes you do your best. I agree with you. And and here's the thing. Also, is we're gonna wonder if Gilbert's gonna have ring rust because he hasn't fought since September. Yeah. Of 2017. That, that's the concern I have. That's why I said that's that happened. Apprehensive, I have about the the two, the two last fights of the the prelim. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Arnold in this just because he'll probably be like a fresher fighter. I know that Gilbert yeah. is coming off of that two year layoff, but right. it we we've, we've seen it with every fighter and even like every pro wrestler. Once you take like a a lot of time off and you come back, even up to a year, it's it's tough. Right. You know, I mean, look at what happened to Cain Velasquez on the ESPN card, like. Gone for so long, comes back. Look what happened to the Undertaker and Goldberg. Yeah. Okay, we don't. I don't want to talk to that about that. Okay, (laughs) I refuse to acknowledge that. I was trying to just like keep it in the (laughs) MMA wheelhouse, but even like, well, look at this, right? So Ronda Rousey loses to Holly Holm. She takes a whole year off, comes back, and gets knocked out by Amanda Nunes. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's something about these prep fights. Do you know what though? If this if this make yeah no prep fights a great example. I was like with with. With Ronda, there's a whole lot of elements that went in with that one. But if we were to use another person, I use I think people getting a toss match is a good idea. Yeah, throw a tosser at him. Someone that's you know not high on the fucking on the standings. Yeah, that, someone that's, that's you know, just let him have a tosser. You know, even Please. if you fucking don't make it stupid matched up like they do over in Japan where they have uh, what's her nuts. Uh, cyborg's homegirl fighting like a 95 year old woman like don't be doing none of that <laughs> shit but like you know if you if you're like okay let's see how let's get this let's get this wheel moving again i think it's a good idea to give somebody somebody that's within at least the top 10 maybe yeah, Ronda, but not within Ronda's the top a five bad, Ronda's yeah. a bad a bad a bad show for that one because yeah she lost to holly home she got knocked out by holly Holman, but she did wait a year to come back, and she fought arguably the greatest woman to ever be a mixed martial artist. She knocked out Ronda. She knocked out uh, Chris Cyborg, and who knows what she's going to do to Holly Holmes, uh, which we'll talk about uh, bit, yeah. here, here in a few. 
Yeah. So Ronda Ronda coming against I think I think where, where Julie stands, I'm with her. She should have fought somebody down farther down. Yeah, well, just get warmed back up. That's what I that was my uh, application. Well, I, I, I I was saying Ron for me, I wasn't saying for Rhonda, I was saying for other people. Rhonda for me, I don't think even a tosser would have done it. She was mentally not in the place to be in the UFC anymore. She was not ready that there was were women where there were women coming up that were just better fighters than her. She couldn't handle it. And if you're not mentally ready for it, it's going to affect your game. And it did. It, it affected it hard. I'm more saying other people that have been away for a while. For me, Ronda is such a very specific example of someone who had a very certain set of circumstances happen that kind of, because she's the, she was so highly praised in the UFC for everything she did as the pioneer. And then women who could do what she could do and more came up. And that's a lot of fucking pressure. So she's kind of she's kind of my asterisk on that one because I don't think even if she was given a tosser that she would have still performed as well. I think she was too fuck in her head by that point. I think she was just too she had a like I've said before, her team did her dirty. They didn't mentally prep her up to lose. They should have been doing that because if they would have done it, she would have been able to handle it. And I think she would have been more mentally sound and more mentally fit to go into the different battles. <laughs> but you don't before no, no, move no, no, before on. we move on. <laughs> I, I'm good. Before before all of this, we don't we don't ever prep a person to lose a fight. We don't ever prep fighters to lose fights. What you do is you tell a fighter you make fighters fight to win, not to lose the fight. Yeah, yeah. And no, my but, point but, being but though is, is that though, but the thing, hold up, hold hold up, though, person, hold up, though. Hold up, though. But if no, you no, don't, hold up. No, no. Pop, Let me hold finish on. a point, right, Julie. No, no, because the thing is, though, is every time this is the problem. Everybody does. Everybody sits there and doesn't ever recognize whether you if you can lose. That's the problem. She never was given the opportunity. She was never given the, you could lose. That is something that every, every time you hear somebody that's a great fighter, a great uh, NFL player, a great basketball, hockey players, they always recognize that they could lose, and that's why they need to do their best. She GSP, never was a- GSP never recognized that he could lose a fight until he lost the fight, and then he dropped another one. Once he dropped those fights, he went and f- found help through a sports psychologist and then became one of the most, divi- you know, one of the most dominated fighters that we have ever but seen in the UFC. But, 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 but think with about your the point same there. thing, he here went, comes he back, went though. And found, he, you, he went and found a... You said he went and found a sports psychologist. But that's the he, thing. That's that, where I'm... But, that's where that, I'm trying to get my point. Look, look at the on. main event. Hold on. Wait, look, wait, 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 wait. wait. Let, me, let me get this across. But that's my point. You, you have it right. Her team did her dirty. She should have been... The team should have gone to her and been like, hey, look, we're going to go have you talk to a sports psychologist. We're going to get your head right and we're going to get you back into the game. Instead... Trash ass Edmund said, "Oh yeah, no, you're gonna beat Amanda Nunes with your hands." When we clearly know that was never her game, right? You're right. The girls caught up to Ronda. She dominated for so long, but they caught up to her. But the problem was, is that when you get beat, you just don't sit back and say, "Okay, well, we'll just throw you a cupcake fight." Which you're right. She should have gone to somebody. She should have had that discussion. She should have had that talk. With the sports psychologist well, to get her mind but right, but and then give almost, it a cupcake fight. But Cliff, you're almost making my point right as well. The thing is, is her team should have looked at her and said, "You could fucking lose, okay? You could lose. This is what the reality of all these women coming up is. You could lose. We need to figure something else out." That's my problem with their team. They never gave her the reality of you could lose. They were too busy going, "You will never lose." And what did that do to her? It fucked her up mentally every i love when you see coaches going do you want to do you not want to do this 
it gives that fire. Her fire was so manufactured by that point that it just did not do her good mentally. I think we're both I think we're both trying to make the same point just in different routes that her team did her dirty her and she should have went dirty. and got some, yeah, she should have went out and got somebody else. She could have learned what it is about her that she can't learn how to lose. That's the sports psychology aspect where I think we're as I said, I think we're both trying to make the same point. I'm just more mad at her team for doing it because no one in there explained to her, you have a bunch of killers coming after you. You could lose. You need to learn what we need. We need to, as a team, to get together and figure out we not we don't let that as a, a possibility. But they did it. Instead, they went, oh, hey, by the way, you're fucking Captain Marvel, apparently, and you'll never lose. And I'm um, just saying, <laughs> just saying. So, can I say something on this one? Go ahead. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. Julie, you're right with hockey players, basketball players. They prep them to lose because it's a team sport. Look at John Jones, for instance. John Jones has lost one fight in his, in his, in his career. Yeah. And they're trying to overturn that right now. John Jones trains not to lose. He trains to win. So that's the fighter mentality. Is A, a fighter's mentality should be beat or get beat. And yeah, but that's it's the point. always you're, a you're, beat. You're, but, but that's the thing, though. You're making the point, though. Or get beat. He 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 knows if he isn't always training as a winner, he could lose. That's the point. She was never given that option of you could lose. It was you train as a winner. You train as a winner. He might not want to be a loser and might want to get his losses overturned. That's fine. But he's doing everything to prove that, I, hey, I it's a possibility. I have it on my record. I can lose. He knows that. That's the difference. Like, I think John Jones is a piece of shit. I mean, I'm open about it. I think he's just a piece of shit. But he's at least got that humble thing to go, like you said, beat or get beat. He recognized that he can get beat. That's the problem of the whole team and everything that went with Ronda. No one recognized that it, you have to train like someone else is coming up after you. He, John Jones has been training like that since the beginning. Since even when he was a, even when he was up and coming, he's always been training like there's someone coming after him and someone going to take his spot. He needs to best. Ronda, Ronda lost that. Ronda lost that someone's coming after me, chasing me thing. So that I mean I understand, but that's also it's that's also the same thing. Like yeah, there's team sports, with it, but if you always know there's someone coming after you, you got to be the best. Well, and that's so and that, that goes I back. If <clears throat> if you look at it too, have you seen Edmund back into an octagon like training fighters? Exactly. That's trash ass team. That's, that's a, what we're saying. That's enough right there. Trash ass. I uh, I before we move on, the last thing we're saying about this is Cliff. You called it. They should have gave her a cupcake fight like mm-hmm. Misha Tate. Cupcake Misha Tate. You know what's funny, though? You say that in jest, but at the state that Ronda was in, I think Misha would have taken her. I totally, I honestly didn't. Wasn't it right after? Yeah, because Ronda, wasn't it? Ronda lost to Holly. Holly lost to Misha. Misha lost to Amanda. Wasn't that yep. how it went down? That's exactly how it went down. Yeah. So, yeah, Misha, Misha could have very well got her in the got her at the mental game. I, I just I don't Holly Holly's wrestling game isn't subpar and Misha got dominated that whole fight until the very end. That's but, why her title reign was so short. But what I'm saying though is that 
if you would have if you would have given a cupcake fight, let's just say you would have given cupcake to to Ronda, Ronda would have lost that fight. I think. Yeah. I think you if you would have given somebody to Ronda to like build her confidence back up, and it's gonna suck for me to say this, but at the time she wasn't very she wasn't as electric as she is now. I would have given her twelve gauge. I would have asked twelve gauge to go up to one twenty five. I would have asked her to fight Ronda because they oh, had I can see that. they had beef at that time. She had yeah. Ronda had beef with Paige because of the it would have been Holly it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting because it would have been someone not used to that weight class, right? Yeah, no that that's actually a good point. The only yeah because like I said, the only other person I would have put was anywhere between spot five and ten on the on the rankings, probably somewhere yeah. on that. In the ranking system, that would have been the only other person I would have tossed at her. Then, just just toss her, see what you can do, see if you're fine, see if you're mentally fed enough to be in the octagon. Yeah, I might have thrown a, you know, maybe even like a Kaufman or Korea. Yeah, I would. Have yeah, those something. Two. Yeah, something. I'd have been interesting to see her go against Betchkin. <laughs> right. All right. So now we have it. After our long rant of. Rhonda. <laughs> always gonna be a yeah, decisive well, topic. You know. Um so we gotta get into this, right? Uh main card. UFC two thirty nine. The following is a paid sponsorship. Hey everybody, Cliff here with Get to KO, and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast here's how it works you listen to the podcast and you earn a pod coin while you listen then you turn that pod coin into a gift card at places like starbucks and amazon or if you're a good person you could donate that pod coin to charity the more you listen the more you earn so here's what you do you download the app right now on iphone or android and i will have a special code just for you simply just use our code the ko and you'll get 300 pod coin just for signing up and if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and, and sign up with the code the KO. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Here we go. Diego Sanchez versus Michael Chisel. Um, we have two of like the craziest guys getting ready to get in get into this octagon Diego Sanchez we know he has unlimited stamina unlimited power uh we watched him dominate uh pretty much everybody including my favorite fighter one of my favorite fighters Mickey Gall um it's insane I mean we're talking about a man who has what 40 over 40 fights Almost, yeah, 40 uh, fights, right at 40 fights. Exactly. 40. Yeah, right at 40 fights. He's going into his 41st fight. It is amazing to see the way he's able to do his thing. Uh, Chizo, on the other hand, uh, hey, he's no slouch himself, man. He's got great hands. He's got great technique. He's also a great wrestler. Um, I have to say, man, in this fight myself, in my heart, I have to believe that Diego Sanchez is has got to get that win. I I believe it's in his it's he's got to be burning for it right now. Sanchez. Yeah, I'm taking Sanchez in this fight. All right. Um, 
this one's a hard one for me because we know what Michael, how good Michael Chizier actually is, and we know that how good Diego is. Um, I'm gonna go Chizier though. Chizier couldn't beat that. He couldn't beat that chair. Oh, <laughs> or that dolly, or that dolly, yeah, right? <laughs> I chose as much as I don't want to go against the mulleted wonder. I chose Sanchez. I like Chiesa, but I think Sanchez might pull this one out. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm rooting for for Diego Sanchez in there I, because I we all love Diego. Everybody loves Diego. Uh, I'm I'm a huge Diego fan. I'm Mexican American. I'm Mexican American. I, I love my 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 roots. But I, I just think that Cheesy is look what Cheesy did to Carlos Condit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. I think it's gonna be a fun fight. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. Oh wait, man, if we're supposed to be like, you know, cheering on our brethren, does that mean I have to like cheer on Alistair Overeem and Conor McGregor? Because I really don't want to fucking cheer on either one of them. <laughs> no, yes. you're fine with where that. you're at. Fuck no. that. Fuck that. All right, cool. I'm gonna keep on the Valentina train. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go up to the light heavyweight fight, right? Uh, Jan Blakovich versus Luke Rockhold. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I'm going for Jan because I don't like Luke. I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, I love Luke," but I'm just gonna be honest. Don't like Luke. I'm going for Jan. So you pick Blakovich. Yep. Right. Um, I don't like Luke, but I chose Luke. That's the easiest way to say it. Um, I'm wondering what the fight camp changing and all of the time he's been putting into it is going to do. However, I will be happy if Jan wins. Let me put it that way. I'll yeah. be happy if Jan wins, but I'm wondering about Luke. I got beat by Michael Bisping. How do you think I feel? No. Right, um, right. I am going Rockhold as well, even though we all are uh, we're, all, we're all rooting for Jan, but me and you are like, Rockhold. Because cause his, he, he's, he's it's unknown. We don't know how he's gonna how he's gonna fight in, in at, at a higher at a higher uh, weight class. Look at look at everybody that look at look at Cowboy. Look at Pettis. Like they do better when they don't have to cut all that weight. Yeah, there's that, there's that, and like I said, you know, changing up the different gyms and changing up how he was doing. Because I've seen a couple different videos on YouTube about how he's changed up his training hands and stuff like that. How he's just kind of switched some stuff up. I wonder what that's going to do for his game and if it's going to make him a better Luke Rockhold. I don't know if it's going to make him a better Luke Rockhold as a person because he's a piece of shit. But like, I mean, as a fighter, because I can't stand real Rockhold as a person. <laughs> like, I, I roll, I see him come out, my eyes roll back farther in my head than I didn't even think they could, and I'm like, oh no, I'm Beetlejuice, you know. So, um, hopefully, he doesn't make me Undertaker. It, so, nah, I, I'm gonna be honest. Ever since I found out that he was dating Demi Lovato, I was like, fucking hate this guy. What? Yeah, he he, he dated. Shut Demi. up. He dated dude, Demi Lovato. I hate that dude now. No. <laughs> oh no way! I'm all like, really? Yeah. When did this happen? I'm literally they, all googling it. I'm like, they split. They man. split back January 2017. Well, but yeah, yeah. How long did that happen? Uh, God, it was how 2016, like late 2016. Oh God, it tells you how much I give a shit about these pop stars. Ah, oh, and but, how much I give a shit about Luke Rockhold. <laughs> yo, what makes it funny though is that <laughs> he was dating. So he was dating Demi Lovato in like late 2016. He lost to 
he lost to Michael Bisping. Then they broke up early 2017. He beat David Branch, and then he uh, he got beat by Yoel Romero. So I don't know. I don't know if he's dating somebody right now. I kind of hope he is because I kind of want to. <laughs> I'll get hung up on him. I think the one thing is, and I kind of I I did I I I know what I said. I'm kind of gonna go back on this. But the last person that beat Jan was Thiago Santos. So I'm just gonna say like I think. He's gonna yeah. bounce back, and Luke is going up a weight class. He's changed his fight camp. Yeah. He's got a lot of things going against him. He could pull this. He he may pull this off. But the one thing I kind of I harped about this actually on WNST um, a couple uh, yesterday actually when I was talking about this. The one thing about Luke is Luke has to tighten up his boxing game because he does drop his right hand all the fucking time, and if you yeah. keep dropping your right hand. Guess what? You're going to get tagged with the left hook. And it's the one punch that always seems to put him out. And Right. Well, that's why I wonder if this time off has done anything for him. Because the last time he fought was Yo Romero, and that was in, like, February 2018. And Romero K'd him out. Because he was oh, I know. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying is I'm wondering if that, that fucking loss. And, you know, when you could go back and watch the fight and see what you're doing. If oh, Good fighters do that. Let me put that out there. Bad fighters just think they're invincible. Right. But um, good fighters, when they go back and they watch the fight, I'm wondering if that's something with the new team and all of the new changes of like, hey, let's go back and see what you did wrong and see how we can fix it. So that's kind of why I have Rockhold. I'm wondering if it's something where he goes, hey, I've had enough time to figure out something in this new weight class. It doesn't. Uh, but, I, I mean, I if he gets dance kicked, it's whatever. I'll be fine with it because I like I Yan. So yeah, let's go Yan. All right. <laughs> so George Mazdal. <gasps> this is a welterweight match, and this is the welterweight match we've been talking about for a while. George Mazdal versus Ben Askren. Um, I'm so excited for this matchup. I know. I know in my heart. I know in my heart. I want George to win this fight. But there is something to be said about having an O in your loss column, and how hard you're going to fight to keep that O. So I'm going for Ben Askren. That, that's all I can say. I'm going for Ben Askren in this fight. Oh, straight up. I have no you're shame. Taking, you're taking Askren? I, I have no Askren. shame. Yeah, I have no shame in my game. That is exactly who I picked as well. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Jorge Masvidal, but I just love Ben Askren so much. He's such a fucking prick, and I want him to just don't I don't want him to lose because I just want the Ben Askren douchebag train to keep going. Here's the thing: is oh my, I don't even know how to. We saw we saw his toughness with with Robbie Lawler. Meh. We 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 saw we saw, but Robbie's a hard, one of the hardest hitters in the in the game. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. I don't think that fight did Askren any. I don't think it showed off Askren as well. I don't think that was a fight. If I were to think of a Ben Askren fight, to think of like how good of a fight he is. That fight is absolutely not it. Well, no, no. We're talking about toughness, toughness. Not, not how good a fight. We're talking no. toughness. We're talking how good of a chin he has because he well, got yeah, fucking I'm just, hit Oh, hard. yeah. I mean, okay, I get what you mean about that. I'm just meaning in general. Like, just his performances. That's just when I think yeah, of a no, fight. That's no, we're, we're just But we're I see what you mean about this. Yeah, if you're talking about taking one hard. on the chin, yeah, he can do it. Now, 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 we're talking, now, that, now, that, now that we're all on the same page, I'm just kidding, um... Um, but now that we know how hard he can hit or how hard he can take a punch, he's going to get somebody that can punch even harder. Like right. Darren, Darren Till was a beast until he met up with Tyron Ridley and got caught in a uh, in the in the choke, and then got 
got killed. It's like he, he got he got marked. Yeah, and he was down for the count. Even after they raised uh, Masvidal's hand, he was still down. Um, so th- there's that. But Funky Ben Askren, man, how can how can you not like this guy? He's an right? asshole. Yeah, that's why I said I just want the douchebag train to keep rolling through town. I I, I, I love I love Ben Askren, and I'm not going to go against him. But I would not be surprised if George knocks him out too. So you're oh taking, yeah, you're taking Ben I'm, Askren as well. I, I think Askren. we all have Askren with the idea that it's very possible Jorge can win. <laughs> oh yeah, well, like for Ben Askren in this fight, it's obviously he's 100 percent going to rely on his wrestling. Take take him out, take him down, grind him out, wear him out, and then you know just continue to beat on him from the top. Whereas Masvidal clearly is not going to want to get down with a a wrestler like no. him. So. It is what it is. Right. Time. So. Well, it'll be interesting because, wait, what, what, what Masvidal's last fight was against, what, Wonder Boy? And that was. Till. 2017? Masvidal? Masvidal yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't... No, he, he knocked out Darren Till. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot he did the Darren Till fight. But before that, it was it, it was the, wasn't the fight before that. It would have been Wonder like Boy. two years prior. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, that's, so what, that's what I'm wondering with wrestling. How he lost. He lost to to Stephen Thompson in November. Came back in March of 2019. He, that's he what it was. That's right. And KO'd uh, or uh, Till in the second round. That's right. That's right. I was mixing but, up with fight times. But he lost. He also lost to Damian Maya by split decision. Yeah. Uh, prior to the Stephen Wonderboy fight, so he knows what it's going to take to to keep a wrestler off him because we all know that Damian Maya is a great grappler. Yeah, he wears you like a sweater. Yeah, but I don't know if he's as great as a grappler as Ben Askren. I, I mean, I, agreed. Maybe that's agreed. maybe that's me just being biased because you know America over Brazil. But it is what it is. But uh, no, I no, agree I agree with, with that I, one. I hundred percent agree with you. But knowing that that Ben Askren's a better wrestler makes him train for a, a better a better way of being a takedown defense. Right. Right. I on that. I think it would just be very interesting to see, like, how many times Ben takes a fucking dome, to, like, just a straight blast <laughs> to the dome, and he just looks at Jorge like, did you do something? Because, like, that's what Ben looks like. He looks like you can blast him in the face and be like, what was that wind? Like, that's a hard-headed motherfucker huge, right there. That's a huge gust out of nowhere. Right? Well, what was all, all I gotta say, all I gotta say is hopefully we don't have the same rest. Oh, I agree. No way, I need Herb Dean in that match. Yeah, Herb, Herb Dean. Dean. Like, I, I thought you were up, man. Yo, you know what though, man? And I, we, we've talked about this before, right? Herb was on Joe, the Joe Rogan Experience talking about that fight, and he had said that he had seen someone get put in a bulldog choke, um, and he, the guy didn't go out, but as soon as the round ended, the guy couldn't move because his neck got fucked up so bad. And that was one of his arguments was that although the bulldog choke wasn't really doing a lot of damage, he was worried about the dude's neck and spine. And when he went to check on Robbie and Robbie put his hand down, he just thought Robbie was out and he was worried about his neck getting fucked up from the crank. So it is what it is. But hey, and we have to be honest with ourselves. Herb Dean is the gold standard now of like refing. So he may fuck up Agreed. some calls. Right. He may. He may he may call some fights early. He may call some fights late by accident. But, hey, you know, since Big John retirement, Herb is the guy. So, You, you want to know who's another one I, I like 
that I don't mind going up. Not Mergliata. Um, I like Mike Duncan. I like uh, Beltran. Crazy Beard. Yeah. I like him. I think the way he handles fighters, especially after they get knocked out, the way he'll come up and, like, talk to them and hold them for a second to make sure that they're okay and, like, yeah, you're okay, you're okay. I like the way that he handles the fighters pre- and post-fight. I mean, you know, it's pretty... It's it, There's... It's pretty one way to match, you know, ref a fight, you know, like you got to do it the right way or the wrong way. There's two ways and he obviously does it the right way, but I like his, I like the way he is with the fighters. I think yeah. he's very, very good. I think he has a good rapport with them. And I feel that that is something that more refs should take into account of like the after effect of when someone gets knocked out, because there are times where like you see him get up and, rah, 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 and they almost do more damage to themselves. But the way he'll come up and like, Hey, you're okay. This is where you're at. This is what's going on. It's fine. You just lost. It's fine. Let's get you in a good place. I love that. He does that. Yeah, me too. I agree. You know, the, when you said not Dan Murgliata, the only thing that came to my mind is when, uh, <clears throat> that British man, who's, who's that guy that MVP beat before you just lost. Oh God. Um, He's from he's from England. Paul Daly. Out of the USC. Paul Daly. Paul Daly. Yeah. Remember when Paul Daly uh, smoked the guy after the fight? Dan Murgulata grabbed him like by the neck and flinged him against the ropes. Oh, Murgulata is a badass. Oh yeah, Murgulata is a badass. I just if I we, loved it. It's, it's, uh, it's more of a if we're going on who, who I think is the better one. I still, I think Mike Bell. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, uh, Belkan better. As long as we don't get Hamasaki back in there, or Yamasaki. As long as we don't get Mario's yeah. fucking whack ass back in the ref thing, I'll be how fine. How I, I agree dare with you. You. I, you? When you said Mergliata, I laughed because that's the only. Whenever anybody says Dan Mergliata, I'm like, oh yeah, he's the one that, that slammed DePaul Daly against the, the, the cage after he's cheap shot somebody. Right. How dare you disrespect the name of Josh Koscheck? Josh Koscheck. <laughs> that's his name. Thank you. What do you mean that's his name? That's the guy who got smoked in the face. Like, we, we acted like he wasn't a title contender at one time. No, 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 no. I, I, no, no disrespect to Josh Koscheck. I just, it's the, 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 the video that I watched when Dan slammed uh, Paul Daly. Paul Daly. I don't know no disrespect to Josh Koscheck because we have mad respect for Josh, but it's just the, the, the image of. Paul Daly getting slammed by the by Dan Murgliata. <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta get in this co-main event. So we have two of the deadliest female strikers in the game going against each other. We have Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holmes. Um, give me your Julie. Give me your prediction on who you think is gonna win and why. Um, I have literally been battling this decision for a minute, but I am going with the preacher's daughter. I'm going to go with Holly Holmes. Um, I didn't want to, I, I, as much as I think Amanda Nunes is a fucking killer. Um, there's something about, um, uh, Holmes ability as a striker that I wonder if her losing wasn't like her, cause she didn't lose against. She didn't lose in a good matchup with in a good striking matchup against Amanda, if that makes sense. I need a good boxing match between those two bitches because those two are. I, I that's why I'm super psyched for this fucking fight for that reason because I just want the two of them to punch each other's dome <laughs> off 
so I can figure out which one in my personal world is the better striker. Because I still, in this weight division, I still have struggles of uh, who I think is better, either Holly or Amanda. So I'm I'm I, I'm choosing Holly, but it's it's entirely up in the air for me as far as who actually could win this. Okay, what about you, Anthony? You know. I just, I just, I'm, it's hard for me to even say that Holly Holmes is going to be one, is in the same category as striking without keeping that distance away from Amanda. Because Amanda's go, unfortunately, Amanda is probably the, the greatest female wrestling fighter of all time. And that, that, that's again, that's going against Ronda Rousey, against Gina Carano. Like there's a bunch of female fighters that we could say that could be greatest, but Amanda's knocking them all out, minus Gina Carano. And I just I can't imagine Holly Holm being able to keep distance against Amanda Nunez the whole time. And I think that's the only way Amanda's or Holly Holm's gonna win is if she keeps that distance and relies on her her, her leg strikes. So I'm I'm definitely taking Amanda on this one. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. the The biggest thing here, and it's it's all about keeping the distance uh, for Holly. Um, she's got a great kickboxing game. Let's not let's not doubt her on that. It's just that you can only throw so many kicks before your legs start to get tired. And unless she's right. attacking Amanda's obliques continuously, um, I just see Amanda being able to close the distance and getting in. We've seen other fighters, you know, Jermaine uh, Derotomy. Uh, Valentina Shashenko. We've seen those fighters go against, you know, against uh, Holly and and beat her. So I think, right? I think fighters like that. It's it's tough to say. Um, Beth Korea isn't on the level that Amanda Nunes is because I know people will go back and say, well, you know, Holly beat Beth Korea, who was considered a a great, a good. Uh, striker with her hands, but she's not on the level of what uh, Amanda is. And so to see Amanda versus Holly, I just think Holly's going to get the gap closed on her. She's going to have to rely on her striking with her fists, and I don't think her striking game is as good as Amanda, so I think Amanda's going to take in this fight. No, I mean, I totally get what you guys are saying. I guess I've just been watching a lot of her fight camp stuff, and I just like the way that Holly is tightening up, and I... I I like that she's looking at um I like that she's looking at Manda as another Ronda. No, I if, I I it. want if if that's how she's looking at her, that's why I I mean I totally agree with you guys about the whole um with the closing the gap and she has to keep distance because the if if a man is gonna do it. But I don't feel like you can have that many belts doing what you did prior to getting to UFC without going, all right, I need to look at my camp and figure out what needs to happen. She's, she's back in the, she's back in the title contendership talk. You know what I mean? And for her to get back in there, I feel like, or I feel like she's, she's going to try to figure out what did I do wrong? Where do I do wrong? Where have all these other women done wrong? So I wonder if, that's why I'm I'm kind of in the I don't know maybe it's just because it's also this I I love Holly as a person as well I like the way she carries herself into a fight I like that she doesn't try to ego ego 
fuck it all the time. So I guess that's the other reason why I, I, I that could be a possible other reason why I want Holly to win. It's just she's a nice girl. And I would like a nice fight. That's why I like Valentina, too. I, I'm tired of cocky fucking champions. Don't get me wrong. I like Amanda. Don't get me wrong. But she gets cocky at moments, too. I just want somebody that's like, I'm a fighter. Let's keep fighting. You know, I like Ben Holmes. She's a big Bronco fan. I, but I just, I just, I don't know if, if she's right. going to be able to keep away from Amanda. I'm going to, I, I, like I said, I totally agree. I will be happy, though, if she does. I will be very, very happy if she pulls out. <laughs> What she did with Ronda and figured out some holes in some games where we didn't know there. I mean, we knew there was holes in Ronda's games, but if she pulls out and goes, boop, found this hole, boop, found this hole, that'd be nice to see just because, you know, I just like Holly as a fighter overall, not just in UFC. Her breadth as a fighter, I enjoy. Speaking of, speaking of uh, Ronda and holes in their game, um, Sheila Gaff, Jer- uh, Jermaine Gerotomy, uh, first two wins versus Shayna Baszler, or I'm sorry, versus um, uh, Amanda Nunes had the first two wins in the UFC, and then she got beat by Kat Zagano, and then her winning streak started with Shayna Baszler. I just want to put that out mm-hmm. there because we're huge WWE fans as well. <laughs> well yeah, we're wrestling marks. I we're mean, I fucking wrestling hate marks. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah I'm Mark yeah oh my god Marky Mark is my nickname sometimes okay I don't give a fuck so let's get oh my into god it. oh my god let's go let's, oh yes John Jones let's, let's get go. into the main event all right so we have it here John Jones versus Tiago Santos Anthony what do you got I you know this is I think this is gonna be the the greatest jo- challenge John Jones has faced. I mm. think that Anthony Pettis, or not Anthony Pettis, Anthony uh, Rumble Johnson had a better one-punch knockout than uh, Santos, but I think Santos overall is a better fighter than Anthony Rumble Johnson was, and we all know that DC is considered the GOAT, but DC, he knew how to pick apart DC. And so... I just, well, they're obsessed this, with each other. <laughs> this this is just this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a good fight. But I I can't go I can't go against the goat. I cannot go against John Jones. I'm I, I think John Jones is tra- camp trains him to pick apart opponents, and I think that John Jones is the greatest striker, and he's now implementing wrestling. And I just I don't I can't go against John Jones. What you got, Julie? Um, I literally, how I have it, this is please for the love of God, Tiago Santos was exactly how I wrote it on my list. Um, I just want, okay, this is why Darth Vader is one of my favorite people, okay? I love the villain sometimes, and I would love to see everyone, there's so many people that are like, yeah, the king, yeah, the king. I want to see the king get dethroned. I want John Jones to get his ass handed to him. And I love Tiago Santos. So I would just love if Tiago Santos did it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not denying the fact that John Jones is a great fighter. He's a fantastic fighter, obviously. He wouldn't be in the position he is now if he wasn't, you know, obviously he's put in the work. But I love, I love the roughness of Santos. I love that he doesn't really give a shit who John Jones is, and I just would love to see him beat the shit out of him and John Jones lose spectacularly. It would be fun. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's what I want. I would love that. America <laughs> Day. 
please. Well, so who you who do you who are you picking? Fucking as I said, Santos. please for the love of God, Diago Santos. Yeah, Santos. Okay. <laughs> so for me, um, there, there is something to be said. Technically, I mean, controversially, obviously, I I would say that John Jones is still undefeated. I would say that he is at least twenty four zero and zero with two no contests. But we do know that he lost that fight due to downward strikes. He has been back and forth with all the controversies and come through every single time and every single mm-hmm. way. Uh, Santos clearly is one of the baddest men on the planet. He is, I mean, there are holes in his game, and um, but his striking is not one of them. I mean, yeah, Eric, Jimmy, John, uh, Jan, you know, just to name a couple. Anthony Smith was another person he knocked out. So he's definitely been able to to land and land continuously. He knocked out Jack, Jack Marshman. You know, we've talked right. about him on this card. Um, but there is something to be said, though, because as much as he likes to deliver heavy blows, he himself cannot take those same kind of blows. Yeah. He's never fought somebody. <laughs> he's never fought somebody like John Jones, but he's also lost people like Musasi. He's lost to David Branch. You know, and these were, right. you know, and David Branch's loss was only last year. It wasn't like this was like six years ago or four years right. ago. You know, this was one year ago. Um, and it's it's something to be said for for Santos to want to get back in the octagon and keep fighting. But when you come up to the champ, you're coming into his house, his territory, his five rounds that he wants to do whatever he wants to do. And I've I've never seen. Santos get picked apart as far as like a wrestling aspect, um, but right. we know John Jones is one of those guys that's he's gonna take this fight to the mat. He's gonna ground and pound from the top. He's gonna deliver strikes from unorthodox angles. People are just not gonna see it coming. So with that being said, that's the reason why I gotta go with John Jones over uh, over Santos. Right. Santos. You know what the thing is? Is I was gonna say mm-hmm. Santos has got another blunt. I was going to say, Santos has got blunt force trauma behind every one of his punches. There's no doubt he's going to do damage. I just don't see him doing the damage to John Jones, like maybe what Gustafson did when John Jones was only training at 70%. And we know that John Jones is now training, you know, 80, well, 90, 95, and 100% through all of his fight camps. I wonder what Tiago's fight camp is. Because that's the thing that I think also has to get... That's that's kind of why I, I'm on this toot to throw in the king, to throw in the fucking king with, with that. Because I also wonder, like... I mean, yeah, we know he has holes in his game and stuff like that, but he's going against the GOAT. Like, you know, I'm like... I wonder what his... I wonder what Tiago's fucking fight camp is doing. Because I'll tell you, if, you, if I had fighter... I'd be like playing all his fucking fights and be like, uh, you fucking know who that is. You know what they're about to do and they're about to make you look like a fool. So what we're not going to do is we're not going to walk into the octagon and look like a fool. So let's get our game tight. So I wonder if that's something that's, that's going on in Santos's camp. Because, I mean, when you start getting the big fish like this, especially John freaking Jones. I wonder what's going on there. Wonder what they're what they're addressing. Are they are they tightening up his grounding? Are they tightening up like what are they tightening up and what are they expecting? I'm 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 interested to see his ant his 
his answers to John Jones's questions in the ring. That's what I'm waiting for. How do you take this punch? I take it like this. How do you take me to the ground? I take it like this. I want to see the answers Santos gives him because I'm I'm ex- I'm wondering if that bulldoggedness if it does help him a little bit sometime, you know, if he get, if he gets him in the right position and just starts lobbing bombs on John if he's on top of him. I'm wondering what kind of things they're doing to to plan for this. I'm really just excited to see the matchup in general. I really honestly could give a fuck less who wins. I just want to see the two of them punch each other in the face. Here's 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 what I want to know is what is Dagio Santos looking like in the four and five rounds because he's never been there. John Jones knows how to get there and Jones knows how to win there. Right. So I I just think that that if John Jones can keep his distance using use his smart strikes his unorthodox strikes and you get in the four and five rounds is Dagio Santos going to be fucking tired, just wore out. Right. Yeah, I agree with y'all. Um, you know, and you're right. It'll it'll be interesting to see. You know, Santos. You know, he is a he's a former paratrooper. You so we know he's got excellent. He's in excellent shape, but he does carry around a lot of muscle, and yes. it could be something that could drain him in a in a five round fight. You know, so I give. I That's give why I wonder. If well, so I'm saying I wonder if that. That's why I say I'm excited about seeing how that what they do with it because I'm wondering if they are training him. Listen, we know you won't won't do your best in four and five, so your entire goal is to finish it in three. Yep. You know, I'm wondering if that's what they're like. Listen, we'll get your cardio. We'll try to keep you there at five, but we're gonna see what moves we can get you to do against John, so you don't have to go the five. I want to see what they did with that. Right. I'm fucking excited. I'm excited. Can't wait. So that's our predictions for uh, UFC 239 on July 6th. Um, now, when we go around the horn, Anthony, why don't you give us uh, give us your plugs, man? Hey, real quickly, I just... <clears throat> Lincoln Love is uh, this place. So what it's called is Mary Allen's Southern Food. Soul Food. Um, so I... I work at Nebraska Book Company, and that company takes care of you. When during inventory time, the busiest time, they're going to say, hey, we're going to go pay for catering. And you guys are going to get some free food. We're going to get some free barbecue. I got there. We, they, they brought their gut truck out. They were talking to us. And every, time, every person that came up there, they were so humble about, hey, thank you for giving us this opportunity. And they're like, hey, if you get a chance, please go to Facebook. Like us. So all my Facebook listeners... Uh, all my listeners that have Facebook, go like Mary Allen's uh, Southern food. And let me tell you how good this food was. I had that pulled pork. I've made my own pulled pork. I am a huge fan of my own pulled pork. People have told me that I make great pulled pork. Their pulled pork was really good. Their garlic mashed potatoes were bomb. They're fire. Um, definitely a great place to work to, to go eat. If any of my Lincoln people, any, any of our listeners are in Lincoln, Go eat at Mary Allen's because it was the bomb. Cool. What can they find you, man? Give us your uh, social media plugs. Oh, hey, yeah. By the way, um, <laughs> social media plugs. Let's not talk about that first. Let's talk about uh, what today is. Today is Happy Birthday, America, which also comes at a point where we do have veterans out there that 
suffer from PTSD. I am one of them. Like Clifford is one of them. Um, fireworks here. I have a few friends that are out there that when fire big time fireworks go off, it kicks them back into a place. Um, so as as we're celebrating today, also keep in mind that and in, in your prayers, thoughts and prayers that we have veterans out there that struggle and keep in mind and keep in the prayers that we don't lose 22 today because that's the number that that we lose lose every day it's been it's gone down to 21 or in in some cases 20 but uh keep in mind that there are 22 veterans that kill themselves every day and so i want to just be out there you know if you guys are going through the same things that i go through reach out and talk if you if you're going through struggles in your daily life your emotional life even your physical life, reach out to us, talk to me, talk to Cliff, talk to Julie. We all are there. We all have PTSD in some sort. We're, we're human. We under, we're supposed to understand each other. So if you want to reach out to me, my Snapchat is a Luhan1985. My Instagram is Anthony Luhan1985. My Twitter is a Luhan1985. You guys got me on Facebook. Add me on that stuff. Talk to me. Let's send some freakies. <laughs> nice. Uh, Julie, why don't you give us your plugs? Um, I'm just to quickly jump off what Anthony was saying. Um, yeah, it's not just those who served who can suffer from PTSD. This is something I'm literally finding out for myself firsthand. So if you guys are not somebody that was in the military and are not comfortable talking to someone that may have and you don't feel like they can relate. Yo, your girl never served, but hey, I got head injury. So if you need the need that, I'm also there as well. Like they said, I also understand the struggles as well. So you can find me on Instagram at, at a little less Chewbacca. Um, it's where I've been doing my weight loss stuff. And if you want to find me on Twitter, it's little less Chewbacca. Um, I'm slowly making a war against Seth Rollins. So if you're a fan of wrestling, come help me harass him. <laughs> so you guys can find me on Frankensteiner as well as here on Get the KO and on Nerds at the Roundtable. Um two of those shows are gonna be on Frank and Culture. Uh I'll let you guess which ones those are. Um You guys can also <laughs> find me on social media at CM underscore Miller eighty five. So whether that's Reddit, uh Discord, you guys can find me on Snapchat, Instagram as well as Twitter. Um, and again, just kind of want to echo what Anthony said, you know, it's the 4th of July. We have our soldiers that we want to thank, uh, for defending our freedoms. But then we also want to make sure that we're taking care of our people who are home front as well as overseas. And we want to just make sure that you guys are there mentally. It's okay not to be okay. And, uh, you know, Julie said it best, you know, um, we all suffer from something. So we should all make sure that we're all being taken care of. Um, and just, we're always here, reach out to us and we love you guys. And we love that you guys listen to our program and leave us some feedback and let us know what you guys think of the show. Um, other than that, happy America day. America, fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. 22. And as always, good night and good fight.